Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You know, the New York Times has asked a fascinating question. Can estrogen and other sex hormones help men survive COVID-19? Now, I like joking that I go to a lot of social gatherings, right? Not anymore. No, well, I still do. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, as many as I can. And I drink red wine. Therefore, red wine kills COVID, right? And this is the same... Yeah, I mean, there's no logic to it. Oh, okay. I mean, it's just complete nonsense, but why not, right? <laughs> but there's also been at least some sort of study of data that suggests that smoking protects people against COVID-19. Really? Yeah. How's that? Uh, something about the nicotine. I, I, I didn't, I'm not a, I, I don't know. <laughs> and, right. and that's one of those things you hear that you should quit immediately if you get a cold is smoking. smoking. For whatever reason, yeah. but uh, well, generally you should quit smoking. But that you know. that helps helps long term. <laughs> well, but the hospitals noticed that you know not very many of their patients were, with COVID nineteen were also smokers, hmm. and that led them down the rabbit hole. As but, well as women, yes, it's, it's more of a men, more men get the COVID than the uh, than anyone else. Which is why scientists are now well quote scientists are now asking whether or not you know we should just. Give men a bunch of progesterone and es- estrogen, and maybe that will help. Oh, yeah. Safe. <laughs> Just dump it in the water. I mean, the frogs are already yeah. gay. And the fish are trans. Yes. We are not going to be able to use market influence to try to influence businesses to allow for those of us who don't want to jump through all these ridiculous hoops because the government's going to make a lot of this mandatory. And it will either be mandatory up front or it'll be mandatory later on down the road. But that seems to be the direction things are going in, and it's not good. Uh, We last night reported on the New Hampshire Retailers Association, or whatever they call themselves, basically you know, telling the governor the rules they want put in place. So they're not coming to the governor saying, we want to be able to make choices for ourselves. We want you to make a standard set of rules that has to apply to every single business. Worse, I don't think it matters whether or not the government wants it to be mandatory because our market pressure is just absolutely dwarfed by the numbers of people who do want these things. That's all the other problem. Yeah. So, I mean, the market's great. I love the market, but we're outnumbered here. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's great until the supermajority of the market is completely irrational and based out (laughs) of fear. And that's what we've got going on right now. And that's why in Georgia, uh, where they've reopened and again i'm putting air quotes up for that because it's with tremendous restrictions to which they've reopened Uh, but there are some georgia restaurateurs who are refusing to open up because they've had campaigns of phone calls and emails coming in from Mm. the people who think it's too soon those people out there who are afraid they don't have to shop there sweden did not impose a lockdown Amid the coronavirus outbreak, it would seem, according to CNBC, the strategy instead was aimed at building a broad base of immunity while protecting at-risk groups like the elderly. Elderly. Now, this seems to be contingent upon the idea that one can only be infected with COVID-19 once and then one has some sort of immunity to it. Has there been any definitive research one way or the other on that? I think I've heard across the board that that's how it works. You get the Rona, 
whether it's regardless of which strain it is, because there's maybe eight strains, maybe even more than eight strains. Yeah. Um, and, but once you get it, that's it. You're good. You're good for this year anyways, until until it adapts and becomes something else next year. I've seen some stories, but I haven't read them. You know, headlines don't mean anything a lot yeah. of the time, but claiming that some people have been reinfected. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. Well, there are multiple coronaviruses for sure, but -hmm. I would imagine the COVID-19 would have to evolve in some way for a person to, you know, become infected with it again because their their antibodies would already know how to fight off that virus. I'm not a virologist, right? Me neither. But that's what logically makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's neighbors, that's Sweden's neighbors. Well, maybe, just to interrupt you there, but maybe they're getting it again, but it's not as intense. Herd immunity among a population usually achieved through vaccination is reached when around 60% of citizens are deemed immune without a vaccine for the coronavirus. However, scientists are looking at whether exposure to and recovery from COVID-19 leads to long-term immunity. Some reinfections or reactivations of the coronavirus have been reported. Tegnell said that sampling and modeling data indicated that 20% of Stockholm's population is already immune to the virus, and that in a few weeks' time, we might reach herd immunity, and we believe that is why we're seeing a slow decline in cases. Now, I wonder, because it hasn't mentioned it so far, what is the death rate here in Sweden? It's more than the surrounding countries. Is it? A lot more. Norway is, I think, the next... Do you have the numbers in front of you? Uh, This is from... Real Clear Science. Uh, when was this posted? This was, oh, this is old. I can't use this. So uh, according to the I'll article. I'll try to pull it up. There's, they've got it linked all the time at Drudge Report. The number of cases in Sweden is almost double that as in Denmark. And uh, let's see. It has 8,108 cases and 370 deaths. And Finland with just over 4,000 cases and 141 deaths. I mean, those numbers are pretty consistent. It's like we could pretty easily calculate a death rate based on those alone. The story here from AFP reporting two days ago is that Sweden, whose softer approach to combating the new coronavirus has garnered international attention, said Sunday it is ordering the closure of five Stockholm bars and restaurants that failed to respect social distancing guidelines. Hold on, the bars and restaurants didn't fail to respect that. The customers did. Well, I guess what they mean is the bars and restaurants didn't enforce the guidelines on the customers. They didn't put enough uh, tape and triangles on the floor and put enough signs up saying, do this, do that. This is horrifying, man. The Scandinavian... Going to one of these places? What what do you mean horrifying? Uh, Seeing the little, this is where you have to stand crap Mm -hmm. on the ground and you have to walk in this direction... I started to see that, too, yeah. My, my gas station where I'm at, there's like all the aisles are cordoning off. There's only one way to get into the aisles. You can only walk one direction. There's squares every six feet apart, so you have to stand in the stupid square. So stupid. It is, It's man. so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and they, oh, they've got their plastic. they got their plexiglass hanging by strings. Yep. It's just, They just threw it up there. Just put a, you know, have something. Have just some kind so of a, it can look like they're doing something. Yeah, and I can only imagine what would happen if they didn't. I have seen more and more people walking around with those little plastic sleeves that you put sheets of paper in to protect them from wear and tear uh-huh. strapped around their heads. <laughs> no. So they say here, the AFP reporting that the Scandinavian countries allowed for schools, 
has allowed schools for under-16s, cafes, bars, restaurants, and businesses to stay open while urging people and businesses to respect social distancing guidelines. So schools have stayed open? For under-16s. Those poor kids in Sweden. Like I was talking to my sister last night. My nephew is thrilled to death. And looking back, I would have loved for this to have happened when I was in the second grade or whatever grade he is in now. I'm not very close with my family. As as long as you, as a a 16-year-old or whatever, had things to do. Oh, there, there were always video games to play. Yeah. Restaurants and bars are only allowed to provide table service with tables spaced one to two meters apart two meters Uh, to six feet, uh, to prevent overcrowding. While data suggests most Swedes are voluntarily practicing social distancing, photos have made the rounds worldwide in recent weeks of Stockholmers soaking up the spring sunshine, sitting at crammed restaurant terraces, or queuing closely together outside of nightclubs. So the people in Stockholm are just living life normally, a lot of them are. And that's got people mad. People are mad about that. It sounds like a good time for a trip to Sweden. Right? Honestly, it's like, oh, I, there's still stuff happening here. Authorities said warned last week they would be stepping up inspections to ensure establishments were respecting social distancing guidelines. So that doesn't sound voluntary to me. No, it doesn't. S- it some- sounds like exactly what you were describing, where the businesses are becoming the enforcers of things that are, in, for all intents and purposes, mandatory. Uh, I'm kind of uh, sick of uh, seeing everyone wearing these stupid masks and stuff. Like, it, it's it's getting really, really horrible out there. It's it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a... a like I don't know, like a, like a main temp site, like a like a country or whatever. Everyone's being told, wear a mask. You gotta wear a mask. Wear a mask. What happens if you walk into a store and you don't wear one? What are they gonna like? What kick you out or something? They might. It's, Have you not tried this? Well, I get weird looks, me. but I get weird looks anyway. Well, wait a minute. So. But the difference is, Arya, he's in New York, where it is mandatory yeah. statewide. If you're going to be going into a store, you have to wear a mask. Not only that, you have to wear a mask according to the governor's order. If you if you may encounter another human being, basically. You know, I just remembered. So I was in I was in one of the surrounding towns this morning, and their dump, their landfill, had a mandatory. They had a big old monster sign at the entrance. <laughs> required masks and or a, wow. a, 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 a wrap around your face now, so, you get so someone with... so this is a this is government the government and, dump yeah and so someone there i don't know on whose authority decided that they would put this up there the sign and uh, i don't know how they're enforcing it yeah i don't see how they could uh mandate something like that but then again i, I this, they're doing a lot of things that i didn't think that they could do hey daily digestion listeners this is riley blake I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. For those details, that's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I am saddened by this. Yep. I'm saddened by how easy people have been duped uh, into into swallowing this nonsense and, and, and just lock, stop, 
asking for more authoritarian, uh, yeah. more, uh, less, less, uh, you know, more rights taken for more security, and turning on their neighbors as well, snitching on their neighbors, becoming out. afraid of their neighbors, treating their neighbors as though they are potential carriers. Now we're even. I even had a story that I saw over at Drudge Report today that now the CDC is recommending that people social distance their pets as well. So I guess some dog got come down with oh, no, COVID-19. It's, actually, it's cats. Well, now they said a dog has it. Oh, I thought dogs were immune to it. Well, they say one thing and then they say another. And now they're saying you got to keep your pets away from other pets. you got to keep your pets away from other people. It's like torture your dogs now, too, because dogs like to be around people. Yeah. That's what they enjoy. I'm not going to keep my dog away from people. That's horrible. Yeah, no, this, this... and I have to wonder, you know, what pet friend what animal friend lovers i, I don't know how to friend, what pet owner is mm-hmm. how i hate saying that term but dog uh, dog and, dog and cat parents i don't like i don't like that either i don't either i think it's but they're but they exist i am a i'm a pet owner i'm sure you are as well a lot well, of the, a lot of these you don't like that phrase i have friends who happen to be non-human i think it's fair to say that we're we're all fans of staying out of the government's indoctrination camps here on free talk live i think even i wish i could yeah same well i don't think the indoctrination camp really had much effect on me because i was anti-authority and rebellious so was i and they just weren't able to break it but i might have liked learning more stuff if i hadn't been forced to learn it that's true. In the two years after I graduated, before I started college, I learned more than I learned in the previous 13 years yeah, of, I believe it. of school. Because you could make a choice. Yeah. Right? The only reason I lasted as long as I did is because I'm just very competitive by nature, and I like to win. And I just, that's how I treated everything. Everything, every, every, every test was a contest, or the guy sitting next to me was my competitor, and I was trying to do better than him. Um, but... And, but I had... Well, whatever works, I it, guess. It, well, it didn't work forever. I did end up, uh, you know, walking eventually. And so that probably w- wouldn't work in a homeschooling environment because you wouldn't have the competition to even compete with. Yeah, but if you think about... So I've been out of school for 20 plus years and I haven't, I haven't stopped learning. In fact, if anything, sure. I have taken uh, what I learned in very, very young you know, in private school and in uh, uh, in homeschool, the, the how to learn. One of the cooler things that I encountered in the last few days was when I went to DoorDash and wanted to order from the Thirsty Owl, which is one of the bar restaurants we have here in Keene that takes cryptocurrency. But not through DoorDash. No. Well, you can buy a DoorDash <laughs> gift card using Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. And yeah, it, but that doesn't get that yeah. doesn't give the owner of Thirsty Owl any crypto. No. So I mean, I didn't do that anyway. I just. You know, you can call them and they'll deliver it. Will they deliver it? Will they take crypto if they do that? Yes. Okay, cool. I did not know that. What you got to do is you got to pay with the new thing from AnyPay, which I think we can talk about now, Energy City. It's NRGCTY.com. You go there and you can actually remotely pay. So you have to get them to tell you what the total is. And then you can actually pull up Thirsty Owl. And this is true for Bangkok and Portsmouth and other cities where there's several... Uh, any pay businesses and you so you choose the business you want to pay to you type in your own total and you get the qr code you pay it with your wallet so you can do it all from the same phone and it's super easy now does it sync with their any pay application where yeah. it will tell them that they've received yes yeah, so they have okay. to go in their any pay and they look at their payments list and they'll see yours there okay that's yeah. really cool okay yeah. well that's a valid alternative then mm-hmm. but anyway 
uh, they are delivering through DoorDash. Right, and that, they do that too. They'll take whatever they paper can. and hand sanitizer. That was amazing when you showed me that. Yes, yeah. uh, $1.50 per roll of toilet paper. And, and I got to imagine, it's probably terrible toilet paper, you know. Homeschooling. The government doesn't like it. Nope, they never really have. <sighs> well, they have their own schooling program that obviously they think is going to be better than any alternative possibilities. And the main argument these people always use is, but what about socializing? That actually came up. Who did I hear make that argument recently? It came up on a recent discussion on one of our, I think it might have been like Vincent's show or something like that. What schools did these people attend where they were encouraged to socialize? We weren't really allowed to have romantic partners at school if you were you well, weren't allowed to make that is more than being in a romantic I know that, relationship but, i mean you weren't allowed to sit and have a conversation in class or any of these other well, i mean there things. was still socializing at like the lunchroom for well, instance well we had gym teachers walking around our lunchroom screaming at us if, if we talked too loud or to, oh, too loud yeah but i mean shouting or whatever well you have to shout over the den of the high school cafeteria yeah no. one side of the room starts getting louder you have to get louder I in see. order to to equalize and then uh, next thing you know next thing you know you have some buff pe teachers screaming at you waiting outside of uh, the classroom to go to go in there's socializing that goes on there well yeah for for the span of three minutes maybe sure and to and to some kids sadly Actually, to a lot of kids, this whole the whole socializing experiment is traumatizing. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's just the get... last thing they want to do. I think everyone who was at that protest, uh, the large one at Concord that I couldn't make, was being hunted down by some lunatic and called manslaughterers. Yeah. Now that was a former nonsense. listener of Free Talk Live who was accusing anyone who attended these protests of being manslaughterers. He's uh, Dennis Goddard is his name. He used to be a big fan of this show, and he has since turned against all forms of civil disobedience style activism, any kind of direct action like like we do out here. He is a hater to the extreme. So are a lot of libertarians. Oh, he claims to be a libertarian. Yeah. Oh, he's still he's still claiming to be a libertarian. He claims to be. I've noticed a lot of libertarians, uh, a lot of the big L libertarians do not like actual activism mm-hmm. they, they want you to go out there and get your little signatures and they want to turn that into the state good and, luck with that and they want to get on a podium and they want to talk to people you can't get signatures now with this covid stuff it used yeah. to be that you could go out and stand in front of a grocery store or stand in front of uh, city hall or whatever and collect signatures that's not going to work now and i know that what uh, have you attempted it well, I mean, you could, but you're not. It's people, not work. people aren't going to come talk to you. They're not going to want to even touch your pen. Number one, they're not going to be there in the first place, and number mm-hmm. two, those that are there are likely what Conan says, not going to want to talk to you. So, Daryl Perry, former co-host here on Free Talk Live, he actually has sent a letter to the uh, Secretary of State here in New Hampshire asking them to waive the signature requirements, but they didn't sue the Secretary of State. So, I suspect the answer is going to be no. I've been watching these press conferences with Trump, right? Uh-huh. It looks like these female reporters, they get off, they have an orgasm when they talk to him or really? when they say his name. <laughs> when they talk to him, they look like they are ringing and twisting. And Larry, are you sure you're not the one up. watching porn here? <laughs> no, I, I've watched porn before, but it's no big deal. But I'm saying, uh, I'm just saying, these women, these news reporters, and even the reporters on the evening news, when they say Donald Trump, it looked like they wiggling and something or, or having an orgasm or something. When they mention his name and when they talk to him, it really happens. So I don't know what kind of phenomenon goes is going on in that case, but uh, I did. Uh, 
hear Al Sharpton make a comment, right? He's nothing but a, a leech, you know? He says uh, that things shouldn't open up because people might miss their check. People <laughs> might miss their what? Check. Might miss their bonus check or whatever. Ah. Uh. Hey, I got work to do tonight. Yeah, I got a ticket to you right. I have a four-year-old daughter, and it's been really, really tough. And I don't think that people are really understanding how serious that impact is um, on children, and and you know, and also families. Uh, you know. Now, give us an example an because I mean, your daughter hasn't gone to like a government school or anything like that. So, what's changed? No. She hasn't, um, she, but she was in private school. She was mm-hmm. in a Montessori school, ah. um, and she's an extreme extrovert, as am I. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's she has been bouncing off the walls, which is just like, okay, whatever, you know, deal with your daughter, or whatever. But, but you know, it it, it it she's having emotional impacts of it. And mm-hmm. as another example, like her, one of her really close friends, who's five just a year older than my daughter she thinks that she's been kicked out of her school because she was bad (laughs) and that her friends don't want to see her anymore that's sad and that her grandparents don't want to see her anymore which of course none of that is true. true but she's five years old you know she can't grasp and no matter how much her parents tell her that's not true you know her reality is that she can't leave her house Yep. You know what this is going to lead to? Be careful who you tell this to, to the authoritarians, because they're going to start, everyone's going to be getting riddling. So this comes from the Daily Wire from last week. In a shocking essay for Harvard Magazine, a professor of law and director of Harvard Law School Child Advocacy Legal Clinic claims homeschooling is a threat to children's rights. A method of... <laughs> Hold pro- on. Well, this is a new one. A method of promoting white supremacy... And a drain on democratic society, and even goes so far as to suggest a national presumptive ban on the practice. All right. Yeah, the threat to children's rights occurs when the children are told that if they don't go to this thing, their parents, the, the, the people they love most in this world, are going to be imprisoned. I guess there will. Yeah, but but it, it, as far as t- parents are concerned, basically everything a child is told, with the exception of just go play. Even go, even just go play. They're, they're basically told everything uh, as far as what they need to be doing. Harvard is playing host to a homeschooling summit slated to take place June 18th through 19th, according to the Daily Caller News Foundation. But Harvard's concern isn't so much whether homeschooling is a viable, cost-effective, and comfortable method of education for many Americans, but rather whether homeschooling is and homeschooled children are a ticking time bomb. So this summit is actually anti-homeschooling summit. Oh, most definitely. Okay. Uh, the summit brings together a number of experts from across a spectrum to discuss the problems of educational deprivation and child maltreatment. I am 65 years of age and in very good condition. Thanks, God. And You're welcome. Since, since the age... <laughs> <laughs> Ian, stop it. That's rude. You guys don't miss anything, do you? I don't, uh, I don't think it was rude. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, we are gods, saying? Conan. Uh, I guess. Yes, kind of. Go ahead with your point, sir. Uh, since the age of 19, I had learned that uh, everything that is fed to the public from the mainstream media, almost everything, is, is just a blatant lie. The history that's taught to us is fictional and made up and also a lie. So I personally listen to every 
possible source of information, government information, those on the left, those on the right, the libertarians, I'm a libertarian. And as we uh, are under this barrage of information, uh, I keep coming back to this intuitive sense, this gut feeling that uh, this is just a prelude to something. Everything we're experiencing now is just a prelude to something bigger. And so that's why I'd like to pose the question to you and your intelligent listening audience. If that is true, what what do you think it might be? It's it's as if the globalists have opened a book. We could call it the globalist book of the dead, and where they're reading the first chapter to us. How do we recover? And do enough people wake up from this? And I am afraid. Uh, Re rediscovering, relooking at the Milgram experiment this morning, thinking about how uh, people respond to author- authority figures, mm-hmm. people in a uniform, because that's what I see. That was where, for listeners that aren't familiar, it's a classic study that actually can't really be duplicated now because of ethical concerns. Correct. Uh, but uh, it was a great one because this it was you had two participants. One was a Confederate. Uh, meaning they were on the side of the people who were doing the study. The other was the actual person being studied. They would bring the person in and they would tell them that they had to do a matching game with the with the Confederate. If the Confederate got the matching game wrong, they had to issue a shock to that person. And every and subsequent if, wrong answer, the shock would go up in value. Increase the shock, and then at a certain point, they would be warned. They would say, "Well, this shock could cause a heart attack. This shock could could hurt this person." Well, you you had the confederates sitting there screaming, screaming in pain and, yeah, right right but at some point they were given the clue that this could kill this person right like they were pushed to the point where and then the uh the guy in a lab coat would say the experiment must continue and then they would see if the person would actually stop issuing the shocks or would they go to the maximum level of potentially killing this person and it ended up they like screamed in, 400 volts and then didn't respond at that point this was in response to the the nazis uh taking orders from hitler You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.